Hey, 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 it's Eric Scott, and this is the Artistic Accomplices Podcast, and I am here to help you with your creativity, to be that uh, encouraging voice that's going to help push you in the creative direction that you want to go. So let's get into today's episode. So I'm, I'm excited about, well, I'm excited about all my episodes um, because these are ideas that I constantly think about and I try to think of ways to relate creativity to anybody that's out there listening, to relate it in terms that that's easy to understand, easy to kind of wrap our heads around, that will help you in your creative journey. Okay, so last time, on the old podcast here, I started a series that was all about those classical elements of of uh, earth, fire, air, and water. And I was thinking about how we can use these four elements as a framework to think about and to understand creativity. And so that way that can help us on this creative journey. And so I, I was talking specifically about the earth element. And, and when I think about the earth, I think about this notion of the ground, of being grounded. And so I started talking about that, that idea of being grounded in order to be creative. And what do we need to ground ourselves in, in order for us to be more creative? And so last time I talked specifically about the mental states, the mindsets that we need to be grounded in, in order to, to grow in our creativity, in order to believe in our creativity, and in a way to really succeed with our creativity. So if we're grounded in a very fixed scarcity mindset, we're probably not going to be very creative because we're really we're going to be set in our ways. We're going to see everything as a competition. Everything is set in stone. We'll, we'll think like, you know, why bother? You know, we'll have that kind of attitude. Um, and we might not even start creating at all because we, we might just believe that, you know, Hey, I'm not creative. I, I didn't get the creativity gene. It's not out there. It's not part of who I am and there's no use trying. But even if we do get into creating, it probably won't really last very long because if we have any kind of setback, we can we might only see that as confirmation that we weren't very creative in the first place. And besides, you know, there's always other people out there that that they're going to always do it better than than we can. And so we really kind of see it as a competition. We see it as everything being set in stone, that there's a fixed amount of creativity and success out there. So why bother? <clears throat> um, so, you know, if we have that kind of mindset, we're not going to go very far. However, if we're grounded in a growth mindset, a mindset of abundance, then we're setting ourselves up to be creative and we're setting ourselves up to do the necessary work. You know, we understand that we will improve and grow, that we'll get better. We understand that creativity is never used up. Actually, in fact, the more we use our creativity, the more of it there is. It's not a limited resource. We don't feel the need to constantly compare 
ourselves to others. So it's not a competition uh, for some scarce resource. It's it's like, hey, there's enough for everybody. There's more than there's plenty of creativity out there and we all can be creative. So we can pick either mindset. <clears throat> and, and I always feel like this this notion of fixed is a very closed way of looking at things and that idea of a growth mindset is a very open way. So are we going to close ourselves off to our creativity with a very fixed mindset or are we going to open ourselves with a very growth mindset? So whichever one of these mindsets that we choose, we're going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy because it's our attitude that we're grounded in that is going to make the difference. And so are we going to close ourselves off and shut ourselves down? Or are we going to open ourselves up and allow that creativity out? So as I was doing this conversation, this discussion last time, I realized that this is actually a, a pretty big topic, this notion of just being grounded. And so it, it got bigger than I expected. So I knew from uh, when I was recording it last time that that this was going to have to be a two-parter. So last time was all about the mental, the mindsets, the, the, the way that we think about things. Well, this time I want to really talk about the physical or the more practical side of grounding ourselves. So what do we need to be grounded in, in order to thrive create creatively? And so there, there's a lot of things that, um, that I kind of think about, but I just kind of feel like, you know, first of all, we just, we, we need to be able to show up. We need to have uh, routines, maybe rituals that really enable us to get to work like quickly, efficiently, easily. And like I said, that's all about showing up. We, we need to show up in order to make our art. Actually, if you're familiar with this podcast back in the, 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 very second episode of this podcast, I talked about some rules that I had come up for myself, uh, come up with for myself many years ago. Uh, I based these rules on lots of different sources, and uh, there are just ten very practical things of of things to consider um, in order to show up and be creative. And rule number one is show up. Like you can't be creative if you don't show up to actually be creative. And I think that goes back to that mindset. So if we have that very closed off, fixed mindset, we won't even bother showing up. Oftentimes we won't even bother showing up. Um, so we have, to, we have to figure out a way to show up consistently so that we can get into a creative practice and that's what that's what i kind of think of um you know being creative is about developing a creative practice and the way we do that we have to ground ourselves in some very practical things in order to practice practical practice okay <clears throat> so um yeah so that, that really to show up you know that sounds pretty easy but it is more difficult than it sounds. I mean, too often you hear people say like, oh, I just don't have the time. I just don't have the energy. They might complain about having a full-time job or family or other responsibilities, and they just don't have the time. And I think 
I think to myself, like, yeah, yeah, you really do have the time, but you're just not giving priority to something that you say is is a priority. So we give time to things that are a priority to us. If we don't give them, if we don't give it time, it's not a priority. End of story. There, there's no debate about that. It, it's if you don't give it time, it is not important to you. So if it's important to you, you make the time, period. If you're not making the time, then it's not important. So how do we show up consistently? I mean, because, you know, that's the idea. If we want to develop this creative practice, we need to show up on a consistent basis. Um, and how do we go about that? How do we do that? Well, first of all, we need a space. Okay. I mean, you, you need to have a location where you can show up to. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a standalone studio decked out with all the latest materials and tools and gadgets and everything. Okay. Um, we, we can find a space. We just maybe have to, to look around. Um, so it can be just a corner somewhere in a room. It can be, it could be an entire studio. Like I was very fortunate years ago to take over our one car garage as my studio space. So I have this nice big studio, but I'm not in there now. Okay. It's because of circumstances, because of the pandemic, I've moved my studio space into the house so that I can connect to the Wi-Fi. And so my studio space actually is a little table in one of the bedrooms. So it's, it's a much smaller space. But what I'm finding is that I'm actually able to show up more consistently here because the garage, even though it's like 50 feet away from the house, you know, it's like it's not air conditioned. It's not heated really well. So it, it's actually a big deal to go out there when it's cold or whenever, whenever it's hot. Um, whereas the space in here in the house, it's much easier just to come in whenever. So <clears throat> you don't need to have a big studio, just having a corner or a lot of people take over the dining room table, especially, you know, and some people live in these bigger homes where it's like they never eat at the dining room table. It's just, that's where they just throw stuff. So why can't that be your studio space? <clears throat> Sometimes it's just a desk in, in a spare room or over in front of a certain window. Sometimes it's just a spot on the couch where you can have stuff readily available. And I always think of it having a, a space that's always ready to go so that, you know, you can sit down and be making or creating within, within minutes. Now I do understand that there are some things where you need a very specific space. I mean, you're going to need some kind of kitchen to cook in or to bake in. Um, but most of us are going to be able to be very flexible with where we create, depending on what we're creating. I mean, if we're writing, we can write anywhere. I do a lot of my writing sitting on my couch with my dogs on either side of me. But I also do a lot of writing here in my little studio space. If you're, if you're into drawing, you could draw anywhere. If you're into playing music, yeah, may, maybe you want to be in a place where you're not disturbing other people. But, you know, we need some kind of space. So, of course, in that space, we're going to need some stuff. We're going to need something to create with. 
but we don't need like the latest and greatest tools and materials and supplies. And I talked about that last time with that scarcity versus abundance mindset. If we have that scarcity mindset, we will feel like, oh, I, I don't have everything I need in order to be creative. You know, I need that $300 set of watercolor paints. I need those really heavy duty, expensive baking pans. So we, we, you know, we might get into that mindset of like, oh, I need all these things. But if we can really just kind of think about what, what are the basics? What do we really, really need in order just to get started? So if I'm writing, you know, pen and pe paper will work, or maybe just a computer. If I'm baking, yeah, I'm going to need an oven. So I'll need a kitchen, maybe some mixing bowls, some baking sheets and pans to bake with. If I'm drawing, really just need a pencil and paper. You know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll invest in a set of nice graphite drawing pencils, but I, I don't need to invest thousands and thousands of dollars. Of course, you may need more depending on what you're into creating. I mean, if you're into music, you're going to need probably some kind of instrument, right? So that could be expensive depending on where maybe maybe you start off. Maybe you find a used one that's inexpensive that, to get started. You know, so depending on what you're into, if you're like, hey, I want to be a potter, that can be very expensive. I mean, to, to have a pottery wheel and a kiln and the tools and the glazes and the clay. I mean, to set up a, your own pottery studio is going to take thousands and thousands of dollars. And sometimes it even means that you have to get an electrician in to wire the kilns and everything. And so something like that, you might need to be a little bit creative about your space and your stuff that you're using. So thinking about taking a class or doing a studio. So some places have like an open studio you can go in and you can make stuff. Um, so, you know, you might not be able to afford all that stuff right off the bat, but, you know, taking a class and, and, you know, basically that becomes your studio, that becomes your space. And that could be a way of, of getting access to those things. So you, you, sometimes you have to get creative about how you, like about what your studio is and how you gain access to it. But if you do have something where you're like, hey, you know, I just, I need a book and some paints. Okay. I need, you know, clay. You can still do clay, but you don't need a kiln. You don't need a wheel. You don't need a ton of glazes. So there are things that you can start, do right now to kind of get started and to start to build your practice. And then as you are building your practice, and you're getting more into it and you, you really feel like, yes, I'm going to dedicate a large chunk of time and energy and money to this. Then you might think about getting those bigger ticket items. You might buy a faster computer. You might buy a better set of paints. You might get a real nice, nice set of brushes or baking pans or a nice mixer. But you don't need a lot of that stuff to get started. You just need some basics. I mean, you can always mix stuff up by hand. <clears throat> might not be as much fun, might not be as easy, but hey, you can do that. So many of us don't need a whole bunch to get started, right? 
Um, so you just you need to have some basic things. All right. So once you have your space and you've got some of your basic materials and tools and whatever, now what else do we need to consider in order to show up and to show up consistently? Well, I go back to that notion of a routine, of setting up some kind of schedule. So if you can get into a consistent routine, that's a great way of grounding your creative practice. You're, you're committing to a certain time Maybe it's every day, maybe it's every other day. So you're, you're, you're setting up this schedule so that you can get into your space, you can show up in your space, and you can get creative. So some folks might be able to schedule a very specific time every day. And I know some creative people, they work best early in the morning and they get up, you know, four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning, get up before everyone in their house is up, you know, they, it's nice and quiet, it's dark, and but they can get into that mindset like, oh, I can, I can get into my work now and get that out of the way before the rest of the family gets up and I need to kind of dedicate my time to them. Sometimes people have full-time jobs and it might be very difficult to find a a specific time or a consistent time and so you might have to be flexible and you might have to 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 find a way to make it fit into an already busy schedule but by creating a schedule and sticking to it you get into that routine and it's so much easier to to keep on top of our creating when it is just a routine when it's a habit when it's like oh it's four o'clock and I gotta go into the studio and make some art so we can't simply just say that we don't have the time there we waste so much time watching television fiddling with our phones going on social media and if we say hey you know what I'm gonna take some of that time and schedule some time to sit down and create then that can help us now sometimes we have to like sort of put some rituals around our creativity and i always think of like rituals they're a little bit different than like the routine so like a routine i think about that like you know that's your daily routine it's just sort of like this is what i'm doing this is my schedule every day but when i think about a ritual i think about it almost like a very almost very ceremonial like this signifies it's time for me to create so i'm going to do this one thing every time that i create and it it does become part of our creative practice so when we think about these rituals they are very purposeful things that we can do to help get us into that act of creating so it might be brewing a cup of tea before we go into the studio it might even be just going for a morning walk, even long before we do any creating, just to kind of clear our minds or start thinking about what we might do once we get into our spaces. It might be taking a few minutes to, to mindfully meditate before we sit down to write. It might be setting up our space in a very specific way to get ourselves ready for the creative session. And so these little habits they can be signals and signifiers and indicators for us 
that it's time to create. They can also help us transition from our like daily hectic lives into the studio time. One of the things that I do sometimes, I haven't quite gotten it in as a routine or a consistent ritual, but it's something that I call mindful minutes. And so when I come into my studio and I sit down and I don't know exactly what I'm going to do, I'll open up my journal and I'll find a page and I'll just sit there and I'll make mindful marks. It might be paint, it might be just some pen and ink, but I just sit there. I'm not drawing anything specific or I'm not painting a picture. I'm painting down a single color on a page or I'm drawing a series of squares on the edge of a page or I'm going back and I'm thickening lines that I drew some other time. And it's just sort of a time to sit down and to to kind of reset, to kind of reset my brain so that it's ready to dive into the creativity. It, it allows me to do that transition. So again, these little habits, these little ceremonies, these little rituals can really help us transition into our creativity and out of it. We might have some creative rituals at the end of our creating sessions that help us, whether it's washing up the dishes or wiping down the counter or getting everything ready so it's ready for our next session. So besides having a space, besides having our materials and a schedule and maybe even some rituals, we have to think about how are we really grounding ourselves in that creative practice. There are things that we need to do to like while we're in there, while we're actually making something. So we have to actually start, you know, once we get started and we've made that transition, we're in our creative spaces and we're making, if we're not grounded in very practical things and very fundamental things, then our, our creating might not last very long. We might get frustrated. And so we need to make and we need to create, even from the very beginning. But when we're at that beginning of our journey, that probably means a lot of learning for us. You know, I don't know how to use this certain material. I need to learn how to do it. Oh, I don't know how to really knead bread very well. I need to learn to do that. Like, oh, I want to learn how to make bread, but... What's the proper way to knead bread? What's the proper way of mixing the, the, the ingredients together? So there are these basic things that we need to learn about. So, you know, we can choose our medium, uh, but then how do we use that? So we can read books, we can watch video tutorials online, we can experiment our own, and we can experiment on our own. We can take classes. But we really have to learn some of those basics and some of those fundamentals so that we know what we're doing. And if we, if we don't know those, if we're not grounded in those, it's going to be very difficult for us to move forward. I mean, we might, we might wish we were further down the road. We might see somebody playing the piano going, oh, I wish I could play like that. And it's easy to, to dismiss the fact that that person has spent years and years and years practicing and developing the techniques and the skills needed in order to play that way. It's easy to kind of look past that 
But we have to understand like, no, we have to be grounded in those things, you know, and I always think about musicians learning to play the scales. I think about artists learning to to draw, learning to shade, learning to mix color together with paint. And those are things that might not seem natural at first, but the more you practice them, the more you do them, the more it becomes natural. It becomes part of you. So we are grounded in those things that we learn at these early stages. And so if, if we're not, if, if we're not grounding ourselves in those fundamentals, we're going to miss out as we try to move forward. It's going to be very, very difficult and we're not going to progress very far. Now, everyone kind of learns these foundational ideas, these foundational skills in very, very different ways. And so there's no singular right way or wrong way or one way of doing these things, of learning these things. But if we don't ground our practice in these foundational, fundamental techniques, ideas, concepts, it's it might be very hard for us to advance. Now, you might be okay. You might just be like, you know what? I, I want to create, but I'm not, I, I, you know, I'm not looking to be able to play Mozart. I'm not looking to be able to draw things like, so they look like they're photographs. But if you don't learn some of those basic things, you're going to, it's, it's going to be easy to get frustrated with the things that you do make. So, but if you're really thinking about like, you know, that making and creating are going to be a really big part of your life, you really need to develop some of those basic skills. You really need to ground yourself in those things. That doesn't mean that you don't change and grow. It just means that you have a stable place to start and something to fall back on. I mean, we constantly practice and hone these basics, even after 30 or 40 years of doing these things. So if you ask any artist, any musician, they're always, you know, they're going to tell you that, like, yeah, I practice because there's always something to learn. There's always something to develop. There's always some way to grow. Now we got to be careful. Okay. Because, and I mentioned this whenever I was talking about the four elements, um, a, a few episodes ago, but if we become too grounded, we can really get stuck. We can become really rooted and attached to our ideas, attached to the techniques, attached to our way of doing things. And we become so grounded that we get stuck. It's hard to move. It's hard to grow. It's hard to expand. So we want to be grounded in a way that gives us, gives us a stable footing so that we can explore and expand and grow. We just don't want to plant ourselves and get way too comfortable with just the basics, with just the way we do things now. We always want to kind of think about how we're growing and changing and moving forward. And that's going to come later. I'm going to talk more about those ideas in later episodes when I, when I talk about some of the other elements. 
So we have to take stock. I mean, no, no matter how long we have been creating, we need to kind of take stock of what is grounding us in our creative practice. We have to sort of every now and then stop, take a look, see where we are, see what, what's working, what are the things that we're grounded in mentally and physically so that we can adapt, we can change, we can grow. So whether we're merely beginning or we're seasoned practitioners, we have to take a look at our mindset every now and then. We have to look at those routines and those rituals that help us show up. We have to take a look at the spaces and the materials and see if there are things that, that we can do to, to make showing up easier, to, to push our creative practice forward. We don't just do it one time and then we're done with it. We always are coming back. That's always our foundation of coming back to these mental states, these mindsets, these practical practices that we have in place. And we're constantly coming back, seeing how we can ground ourselves again and push ourselves forward. So I've been creating art now for more than 40 years. I mean, I think back and, you know, around the age of two, probably two or three, picked up pencils and started drawing, scribbling, and I've been making art ever since. And so, you know, I've been doing this a really long time, but I find myself being pulled away from my art making. I find myself feeling stagnant and stuck. I find myself like questioning, questioning my own creativity. And so I have to like stop and take a moment and reground myself and figure out like, okay, why, why am I feeling like I'm drifting? Well, it's because I'm not grounded. So here recently I I did something that really helped me reconnect with my creativity and help me reground myself, reconnect with that, with those ideas, with those things that, that really helped ground me. So back in September, I decided like I wanted to f- reconnect with my art making. And so I decided to do a 30 day challenge and I did it on Facebook. I live streamed it during the weekdays with that notion that I was going to show up every day for an hour and make a small piece of artwork. It was a four inch by four inch piece of artwork, but I was going to sit down. I gave myself an hour. So I, you know, I, like I gave myself some of the, some limitations to help kind of push myself creatively. So, you know, when I was thinking about this, like I was thinking like, okay, first I need a space. So, you know, it just was natural. Like, okay, I'm going to be live streaming this. So I'm going to have to use that little studio space that I've set up in the bedroom for my live streams and my online teaching. That was pretty simple. Right. Um, so then I had to think about like, okay, what supplies am I going to use? I mean, I have, I have a studio full of stuff. But I felt like, okay, I'm just going to go back to the basics. So I pulled out some of my simplest materials, my watercolor, my watercolor pencils, some pens and other pencils, uh, glue stick, collage, colored pencils. So just like some very basic things that don't take, that didn't take up a lot of space. So I had a space, I had the materials, then I needed a schedule, I needed a routine. 
And I thought, okay, I'll live stream because the live streaming will will hold me accountable because there are going to be people tuning in, whether it was two people or 20 people. But I knew that there were going to be people that were trying to tune in every day that I could live stream to as I made these little pieces of art. And so I decided, okay, 4 p.m. every weekday and then on weekends, I would just find a time that would work. But I'd make art every single day. So it became part of my routine for September. 4 p.m., okay, I'm going to be on the computer, live streaming, making art. But what I found is that I also started kind of doing some rituals. And part of the first kind of ritual was I started walking every day. Not not before I would create. I, w- I would do a morning walk. So every morning I'd get up and i go for a walk. And I'm still doing that. Um, and that just became part of my everyday routine. But what I found is that that walk allows me to kind of clear my mind, helps me kind of think about the things that I want to do, how I want to be creative. Um, so it became part of my everyday routine, but it's part of that creative ritual that it just really gets my mind going. And then another ritual that I got into was brewing a mug of tea right before I would go create. So around three o'clock, three thirty in the afternoon, I'd be like, all right, it's time for my tea. And I'd go and I'd brew some tea, have a little snack because really 4 PM in the afternoon, that's when my, my energy level just drops. And so I'm like, I need a pick me up. And so that ritual of brewing the mug of tea right before that time just really, really helped me. It gave me a bit of a pick me up. But it really became a signifier for me that like the making was was to come. And then finally, I focused on some very simple techniques. So again, going kind of back to the the basics. So using basic supplies, but then then also kind of just using some basic techniques, things that I've done hundreds of times before. So it wasn't about trying new and difficult and experimental things. It was just, let me go back to what I know how to do well and start making art and see where that, where that goes. So I, I did that for 30 days straight in September, making, you know, finding an hour a day to sit down and make these little pieces of art. And what I found was that like, I didn't know like the stuff I was making. I was just kind of winging it. And then as I was making, as each day progressed, I noticed that there were certain ideas that I was attracted to, certain things that was like, oh, I, I like that. I, I'm going to do more of that, even though I, I didn't know why. Like, why did I like that? Why, did, why do I like using the three squares? Why do I like that certain type of line or that certain type of imagery? And so I was doing that and like getting in that routine every day. And so then... October came. I was like, all right, I'm done with September's challenge. What can October be? Well, if you follow me on social media, if you check out my website, you might know that I also do monsters. And I thought, okay, October, we have Halloween at the end. Let's do a monster challenge. So I did a monster a day challenge in October. So I did 31 days straight of making monsters. I did a different monster each day. So there was 61 days straight of making art. And so now here in November, it's like, all right, well, I still want to do that. I still want to make art every day. But instead of doing it as a challenge to make 
a single piece every day, I wanted to kind of dive in a little bit deeper into the art. So I went back to the things I was doing in September and I said, okay, how can I take these ideas and start developing them further? And so that's what I've been doing here in November. And, you know, it's like I've been making these little bit bigger pieces. They're eight inches by eight inches. But, you know, working with some of these ideas, but it's it's taking longer. So it's not a, a single work every day. It's like two days so far it's been averaging, but maybe two or three days with some of these, uh, you know, as, as I go throughout the rest of November. So it's that idea that like, it's a daily practice. It's not this idea of a day, daily challenge. I'm not doing a different piece each day, but I'm working on a single piece over multiple days. And then when I finish that, then I start a new piece. So it's been over 70 straight days of spending at least an hour each day and making and creating. And what I found is that, that first of all, like it's a routine. It's like, I feel like, oh, like I, I need to like figure out when I'm, when am I going to do that hour of making? Is that going to be now? Is that going to be later? When am I going to fit that into my schedule? And so it becomes part of that routine, like, oh, I got to do this every day. But then the other thing is that I found that I feel more creative because I'm doing it every day and the ideas just just are firing. And, uh, you know, it's like when I was doing the monsters, it was like I'd start something and be like, oh, tomorrow I got to do this and then I'll do that and had all these ideas going. I, I felt more creative the more I created and I felt like I had more ideas. And then my ideas became deeper and richer because I really was grounding myself in that daily practice of making. And so it gives me time to think and ponder these ideas. And so I'm, I'm building with these, these ideas. So it's like I have this foundation of showing up every day and making and creating And now I'm taking those ideas and I'm taking them further and deeper. And I've really gotten a sense about the artwork that I'm making. I really feel that there are these ideas behind and the reasons behind. So back in September when I couldn't articulate the reasons why I did certain things or chose certain shapes or used certain images, I now find that after exploring them all this time, I have the reason. I know why. And it's just the idea of grounding ourselves in that, in that, that making, in that creating. So if you are feeling disconnected with your creating, or even if you're just starting out on this creative journey, think about what is it that you are grounded in as far as creating. And how might you take some of these ideas that I've shared about the mindset and the mental aspects and then now the physical, practical, scheduling routine parts and put that together. And then you're, you're harnessing that earth element. You are giving yourself a foundation on which to, to build your creativity, 
to, to get it back in touch with it. So if you're feeling disconnected from your creativity, you might just need to go back and ground yourselves in actual making and creating. If you're beginning your journey, setting that foundation now, getting those, those things, getting yourself grounded in those things now, provide you with that stable footing, that, that foundation for you to continue that or actually not continue, but to start that journey. So I hope, I hope this episode gave you some things to think about, gave you some practical advice about either starting your journey or restarting your creative journey. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I just think, think going back to that notion of grounding, what are we grounded in? And how can we use that as a way to move forward? And we have to have that stable footing. If, if we don't have that stable footing, we're going to trip, we're going to fall, we're going to get stuck, we're going to fi- find ourselves rooted and not moving anywhere. So, yeah, so just kind of think about what you can do. So think about how you might have a space. Think about the materials that you really, really need as you create think about the routines and the schedule that you can create or rituals that can help you get into the creating and then think about the the techniques and the basic fundamental ideas of whatever it is that you are creating and how can you really focus on those things and ground yourself in those ideas so anyway just a just another idea to help push your creativity forward um yeah so i really appreciate you joining me here make sure you check me out on social media on instagram on facebook um check out my website really appreciate all that um so thank you for tuning in thank you for listening to my rambling about being grounded about the earth element and uh, next time i'll dive into another element and we'll see where that goes and and hopefully you know just create this framework about how these four classical elements can help us in our creative endeavors so thank you so much for tuning in thank you so much for joining me i really appreciate you being here and as always happy happy creating All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I thank you so much for listening. This has been Artistic Accomplices, and I'm your host, Eric Scott. Thank you so much, and until next time.